So what do you do when you know that you need to have a conversation with someone, but it's going to be difficult, maybe uncomfortable? Well, as we begin the book of Micah, we're going to see how hard conversations lead to some important realizations. I bet you're thinking of that person right now. Remember that last, maybe you've never had one, but tough conversations, they they kind of, they're hard to think about. They're hard hard to to deal with because uh, they maybe sometimes bring tension to otherwise fun relationships. Um, but that's kind of what I, what's been on my heart as I've been reading through uh, the book of Micah. Uh, because yes, Micah is not necessarily about friendships and relationships, but uh, we're in the middle of this series on Amen Brother Ben, by the way, which is a podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus every day. And uh, we're doing Minor Prophets, Major Truth. And uh, I've got a little booklet uh, that you can download from the notes section of the podcast if you want to follow along. Uh, We have readings for each day. We just finished Jonah. We're jumping into Micah, who is a prophet uh, around the same time as Jeremiah uh, in the Old Testament, uh, right before and during uh, the Assyrian and Babylonian, I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of nerdy, but those empires are about to come and be God's instrument of uh, justice and uh, punishment. And I know this is at this point, if you've been reading through with us, you're going, man, another, another book about you're doing bad. You need to do better. Yeah. Yeah. People are like that. If you, if you're tired of reading about God being angry, then maybe take that as a hint Uh, and start making sure that you are being particular in your life and pursuing holiness, pursuing the good things of God, being vigilant about killing sin in your own life so that you don't have to have some of the consequences that God's people have, uh, have had to have over the years. So Micah, again, he's talking big picture. And in fact, uh, over the next couple episodes, we're going to see that he's he starts talking about the end of the world. He starts talking about God's ultimate end game, uh, but he's calling out the the current sins of of God's people. You know, they they were uh, oppressing the poor, they were being greedy, all kinds of stuff, and so he's calling out people for that, naming names, pointing fingers, uh, and in chapter two, which by the way, you're if you're reading with us, you're going to read chapters one through three, uh, but in chapter two. They say, oh, don't say such things, the people respond. Don't don't prophecy like that. Such disasters will never come our way. You should talk. Should you talk that way, O family of Israel? Will the Lord's spirit have patience with such behavior? If you want to do, if you would just do what's right, you would find my words comforting. You see, people don't like to be told that they're wrong. People do not like to be told that they need to change. People do not like to be made to feel uncomfortable about something that they have the power to change. We'll be uncomfortable about stuff that's out of our grasp because we can whine about that. We can fuss about that and we never actually have to do something about it. But man, you start telling people, uh, what they need to hear, uh, and, and it makes it uncomfortable. Uh, they're going to be out of here quickly. That's a struggle. I, I encounter sometimes as a pastor because I really start to, to get into people's Cheerios there, I start to, to mess and meddle, and uh, what happens? They leave. And it's very tempting 
for someone like me as a pastor to 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 tickle their ears as the as the New Testament goes on to talk about to tickle their ears and and tell them the things that they want to hear. In fact, most churches uh, are are the the big churches at least right. A lot of the big churches that you see don't talk a lot about sin. In fact, they'll even tell you, "Well, I don't like to talk about sin; it makes people mad and uncomfortable." Yeah, but that's a part of it. And this is not just a church thing. This is a relationship thing. This is what I found when it comes to our personal interactions with friends, with family members, with with a spouse, with a boss or a, a co-worker, uh, is that they do not like to be held to the fire. They do not like to be uh, told something that they do not like to hear. And sometimes, though, speaking the truth is the best way to love someone. In fact, Ephesians 4.15 says that we need to speak the truth in love. And that is a tightrope to walk where you're, you're speaking that truth, but you're also saying it lovingly. I've, I've been, I've seen both sides of this. I've suffered both sides of this where I'm either too harsh and I just speak the truth, but there's no love behind it. There's lots of, of, and nobody wants to be around people like that. Your relationships, well, they don't even get off the ground if that's all you do is criticize uh, your your best friends and family. Nobody, they're like, oh, they see you coming and they groan because they know that you're about to jump into something and you're about to criticize them. And that most people, if they can get out of it, they will. But also, I'm seeing a, a kind of an overcorrection where there's people now, friendships now, that are, are just as headed for destruction. It just may be drawn out a little bit because they're, they refuse to speak the truth. They, they want to be loving, but in the process, they, they actually become unloving because they see things in people's lives uh, that get on. And it's not just that they get on your nerves, but it's, they're wrong. The things that people do that are wrong. No friend is perfect. No spouse is perfect. And no coworker is perfect. And so instead of having the hard conversation of, hey, let's talk about this because this, this is not good. You need to change this. And I don't know if you realize this, but this needs to change. Those conversations, they will make or break things, but at least they will, they will I hate to use this term, but piss or get off the pot when it comes to uh, that type of friendship or that type of relationship. You either need to uh, correct, they'll either correct their behavior and your relationship will become stronger or it'll just go ahead and put that relationship out of its inevitable misery. But it's so important to do. And I can't tell you how how appreciative and how thankful I am for the people in my life, for the friends and the family that will call me on my junk, that will call me on the things that I need to change because it makes me better. It's called sanctification and it makes me better. And so today, as you're reading through Micah and you're seeing how God is dealing with his people, take note of how Micah does it. He calls them out. He calls sin, sin. But then he comes back and he encourages them. In fact, at the end of Micah 2, he he speaks some encouraging words. And throughout this book, every time Micah calls him out, makes him feel uncomfortable, he comes back in with some encouragement from God. And that's a great model for some of the hard conversations that we have. There's somebody in your life that needs to hear the truth from you, that needs to hear something uncomfortable, but they need to hear it in love. So make sure that you, you, you make a truth sandwich. You, you start with love. You start with affirmation. You speak that hard truth, and then you come back and you bookend it uh, with, uh, and do it all in a, in a loving manner. That's my challenge for you today. That conversation that you know you've been needing to have, stop putting it off. Go have it. Go speak 
the truth and love. You will not regret that. That's Amen Brother Ben for today. AmenBen.com if you need me for anything else. We'll see you with more of uh, Micah on the next episode. Bye.